welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. My name is Tony Sip, and guess who's back? <laughs> Jill Francisco. Hey! <laughs> welcome back. It's great to have you back. Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that, and I'm glad everybody's been patient, and you've really taken the reins and done an awesome job, or awesome job, have awesome content since I've been on a little hiatus. So anyway, happy to be back. Happy to have you. So let's jump into it. We have a lot to discuss. It's the end of the year. A lot of the segments have been about, well, paralegal stuff. <laughs> so, and we just had a show with Sonia Sigler, who was talking about mental health. So this is the season for that. A lot of people have seasonal affective disorder and depression and, you know, other things that are happening. But it's good to take some time and have some self-care. So... So I totally agree. And it's funny because, like you said, I forgot even about the point of the seasonal thing. We are getting into that. You're on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast. Our weather's been kind of nice to us so far. Like today, I think it's supposed to be 66. That's unheard of on December 7th in West Virginia. But I mean, hey, we'll take it. It's great. And the sun's out, you know, no matter how cold it is, if the sun's out, I think that's better for you all the way around. But yeah, mental health, I think as paralegals, I think we... We're like, we put ourselves last, you know, and, and especially as, and nothing against men, but also when you're a mom and you're, you know, doing stuff with the family, then you're, you, you put yourself last there and, you know, you're just in that groove of putting everybody else first and maybe, you know, not, like you said, not taking care of yourself. And I think, especially in our profession, I guess it depends on, you know, where you're at. I mean, you know, I'm in litigation, so I feel like it's high stress. I feel like it's, you know, all or nothing maybe sometimes, but, you know, you do need to take that time. And actually, I think it was Nyla offered, it was addressing our professional, emotional, and mental health. And I actually took that, which, you know, maybe that's something I wouldn't even paid attention to in the past. But, you know, I think at first it was kind of like, you know, how those things become like a buzzword. And I think maybe that's how it was. But now I think it's being taken much more seriously. It's acknowledged as being a serious concern. And I'm happy. I'm happy about it. You know, not just for myself, but for others that have struggled. And now there's some attention on it. There's some focus on it and some guidance on how to get better. I'm in litigation as well. So the pressure's high, especially now. Trials aren't getting pushed. They're actually going forward. So perfectionism is something that, you know, you must have this right. Personally serve this person, you know? If that wasn't done, all hell breaks loose, right? So yeah, that pressure is real. And, you know, people's personal insecurities come out. So it's just reminding yourself to take care of yourself. The job is a job, but make sure you take care of you so that you can do your job. <laughs> Imagine that. How about that? So that's our first thing that we're going to say that, you know, mental health, like you said, took, I think, a, a front seat maybe in 2023. And I hope it kind of stays up there going into 2024. So so Tony talked about that. I'm going to kind of bring up something else. I feel like it's been a big year. I mean, it's always big for technology, but this year we got hit with AI, <laughs> you know, and we had the big scare of, oh my gosh, our paralegal still going to be needed. Our lawyers still going to be needed. You know, everybody's using it to write all their term papers, you know, writing briefs. I mean, our firm took a position on it. I mean, I'm sure probably your firm said something about it, you know, and it was kind of like silly maybe when they did like, you know, hey, attorneys, don't use this to write your briefs. You know, it's <laughs> like if, if you really were going to, but, you know, I mean, I feel like it had to be done because then you get into the ethics. That's what I took a CLE on that. So if paralegals are looking for something about AI, I think that's where maybe it affects us is the ethics of AI, you know, like because 
just like everything else, you know, there's probably some good things about it, you know, but I think that's where, you know, in the legal I took, and then you have the kind of along the AI, you had the chat GPT, which I took some CLE on that, which I'm sure you did. And that also is legal considerations for chat GPT, GPT. Good Lord. That's a tongue twister. But anyway, (laughs) you know, it's like both of those things, I think kind of were hand in hand, definitely at the forefront this year. And I'm not so sure if they're going away or not. I mean, I don't know about that. Like, I don't think they're going away. Did you have to address it out there and and have see other firms address it and stuff like that at your place? I've been reading a lot about it and reading into it and seeing articles about it. And the fact that hiring managers are utilizing AI to screen their potential candidates. But the problem with that is that the same problem with anything I know that we had a situation where we had, we wanted to use AI to track certain things, certain individuals through a video. And one of the challenges was that it didn't recognize black faces. What? (laughs) It just really did not recognize black faces. So we couldn't utilize that tool. White face is great. Black, no. So it needs some work. (laughs) It still needs some work, you know, but it's, something I want to get involved in because of the disparity that's exist in that, you know? So I want to make sure that, you know, everybody's treated fairly. I've been doing a lot of DEI panels and webinars and I'm out there doing that. So, and I enjoy it. Making a difference. You have to make a difference. I don't want to look back and go during these times and go, what did you do or what didn't you do? So I stay involved. Because I see things that are important to me that matter, and I want to make sure that I'm getting in that. AI is one of them. I even use AI. It's a tool. <laughs> it's just a tool. And it helps me do a lot of things, you know? But you got to be careful with it, right? Because there's, there's a lot of opportunities where it can fail. You don't want that hiring manager to screen you or screen you out because, again, AI is biased right? Whoever put that in there, that's their opinion. That's their, you know, thought process, whatever. But, you know, this is why DEI is important. You want to have the voices of everyone involved. So yeah, to that end, let's, you know, make a difference that way. Yeah. And that's amazing. And like I said, who would have known? Like you, it takes somebody like yourself to even investigate. Like I would, I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know that it was, you know, doing that. So then you might have people using it thinking, like you said, it's reliable. It's a good tool. And then they're excluding, you know. (laughs) A whole population. Yeah, a whole population (laughs) and well-qualified individuals and, you know, whatever. I mean, it's like, what? Well, you know, like I said, amazing, disappointing. But like you said, it's only, you know, I hear that over and over again. It's only as good as what people put in there. It's still, you know, humans putting in the information. And like you said, so you know what the human factor brings. Yeah. And you're just right back. (laughs) Yeah. They're not going to lose their job. You can't replace a paralegal with a computer. Right. Attorneys too, I think. Well, attorneys as well. I mean, those, (laughs) those briefs, and I'm sure we've all heard about the brief that was written yes. by, by AI and the judge caught it and like, oh, that poor attorney. Gosh. He set the example one way or the oh, other. Oh, he really did. <laughs> he really did. He didn't want to, but he is now. Yes. I think that's another thing. So we saw that emerge and I think we're going to see more of it. And so I think like you, your advice is great. Just 
you know, I think it's something that paralegals need to be aware of. They need to understand that's out there. If you're not really familiar, because I wasn't familiar with it, we had, you know, our local attorney talk about chat GPT so we could be aware of it. And, you know, I think it's just something that paralegals need to be aware of and know what's out there. And like you said, possibly different situations, use it to your advantage, but then also be cautious of it and know that everything's not perfect, you know, and same with AI. So, you know, and like I said, there's a lot of CLE out there. And so just make sure they're, you know, the paralegals are aware of it. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Like technology, let's just tie it into technology. I mean, upgrade your skills, right? You got to make sure that you're on top of that and know what AI is. If this is a foreign concept to you, do some digging, you know, because this is the future. It's not going away. It's going to be here. So just like, if you think you're behind, you're not get involved, you know, take some classes. If your firm pays for it, even better. So make sure that you're on top of that because technology is the way that the legal field is going anyway. So be a part of it. I think we need to take a little break here to thank our sponsors. We'll be right back. Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screened process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the industry, connecting your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high-volume serves, and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit www.servenow.com. Filing court documents, serving legal papers, collecting electronic signatures, all critical parts of the litigation process, yet ones that are time-consuming and error-prone. But what if you could do more straight from your case or document management software? InfoTrack automates data entry, document selection, tracking, and information syncing across all these core tasks and more by integrating with your core systems like Clio, Smokeball, Leap, MyCase, and others. Spend more time on substantive legal work and less time on busy work. Learn how simple it can be at infotrack.com simple. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice, and I'm Jill Francisco with my co-host, Tony. We're back together, and we're back, and we're, <laughs> and we're happy that our listeners are tuned in, and we're just trying to discuss today some things that, you know, Tony and I have encountered individually on each side of the country, and obviously in all the paralegal world, trying to just recap and get our listeners some pointers and things coming up what happened this year, and then obviously what's going to happen next year. So one thing I wanted to remind everybody, because, you know, NALA, the Paralegal Association, they have a bunch of good things. And one thing that they have for paralegals is their annual conference. And last year's conference, 2023, which was in Boston, I was there. I presented on the CP review. Tony would have been there, but he had some fun vacation plans previously <laughs> scheduled before I roped him into all my paralegal world craziness. But Tony's going to join us soon. Yeah, this year. Yes. But we had some really good, they had some really good topics and hot topics that Tony and I kind of have already touched on. But, you know, they had the thing that I think Tony and I had a show earlier this year, billing practices. They had a really good CLE on a paralegal's guide to best billing practice. I think that's an always and forever. This year, next year, year after that. Year after every year. <laughs> every year. <laughs> so never can get enough. I mean, obviously, if you're on the plaintiff side, okay, you're lucky. You don't need to do that or in-house. But if you're on the defense side, I don't know. It's a forever thing that you got to deal with. 
Yeah, the adjusters are adjusting to our adjustments. Right, right. <laughs> it's harder to bill and use the right language to bill. And then other vendors are taking over some of the paralegal tasks. It doesn't pay attention to the billing. It's super, super important. Yes, because obviously you can be the best paralegal, but if you can't get it down on paper and get it in the billing, I mean, it's going to kind of portray that you're not really as valuable as you in reality are because you can't get it translated down in the billables. Something, obviously, use of force. I feel like we've dealt with that for the past few years. And they had a couple good CLEs, correctional use of force in prisons, which has obviously have been an issue. And also, obviously, the police use of force. So something different because I know they focus a lot on litigation. And I was happy that they got into criminal and some other things that are useful to paralegals and just honestly just useful for general knowledge and to be aware. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah. <laughs> so I was happy to see those. Something that I think is obviously coming more toward the forefront is defending elder fraud law, you know, or law fraud, because, you know, you hear all the scams and you feel so bad. And then there, you know, there's already elder law out there that, you know, maybe wasn't as prevalent. And I feel like that's like really making it bigger than it was. They touched on that. And of course, what you and I were talking about earlier, they had information, governance, data privacy, and in-house compliance, big one. And then I thought it was really interesting. They chose, which they haven't done this in years. They did a, I think it was four-part series, and they did post-pandemic real estate paralegal. And they started out with like the basics and then kind of got, you know, mid-level and then advanced, but all to do with real estate. Because obviously the real estate market, everything has changed with with real estate. I mean, just even coming from somebody, I don't do it, you know, I don't do that, you know, type, but I'm well aware that things have changed. And so those are just a few of the CLEs that were offered last year at 2023 at the NILA conference. They had just put out the bundle that you can purchase the CLE bundle, and then you can watch them at your leisure on demand for somebody that needs CLE for your, you know, to maintain certification, or if that's what your state requires or whatever, it's a really great opportunity. And that's all available, of course, on Nala's website, NALA.org. Not to sound like a commercial, but, you know, Tony (laughs) and I both feel like that obviously Nala is a great paralegal organization, but also that is their main purpose is to provide paralegal education. And so coming up in 2024, as Tony alluded to, the NILA Conference and Expo July 11th through 13th, downtown Louisville, Kentucky. And for those of you who don't know, if you're a bourbon lover, (laughs) not just a paralegal CLE lover, but if you're a bourbon lover, it is chock full of bourbon distilleries. Baker's Mark, you know, I mean, I could name a few, not that I'm familiar. (laughs) My husband is a little connoisseur. Buffalo Trace is down there. It's a really cool place. It has a lot of different, you know, culinary things, historian, museums, musicians, talented artists. It's really a neat place. And along with all that stuff, it's also, you're going to get, of course, as Nyla does, top-notch CLE that they'll be offering in this coming year. So Tony, yes, I hope you'll make it and and we'll have, we'll do some fun things and learning too, along with it. Oh, absolutely. I am going to be the NALA liaison for oh, LAPA. Oh, perfect, perfect. Yeah, so they're going to send me over that way. So that's going to be a great trip. But yeah, yeah, I plan on being there. My good friend, Amy McGuinn, she is going to be a speaker. She spoke this year. Nice. She's going to be speaking next year. So I'm looking forward to the conference. Well, period. <laughs> you know, I think it's going to be great. It's always great. 
So yeah, if you can download the bundle, I think it'd be great. And then next year, if you can actually come, even better. So check it out. I mean, it's great to have a organization that cares and is focused on paralegals. Um, so yes, and also like you said, if you can, if you can make it a person, obviously after you've attended in person, there's nothing like it. You know, you get recharged, you make relationships and network. And it's amazing because then you're sitting at your desk and you can contact somebody across the country to help you out. And obviously that's just, you know, points for you in your employer's eyes. So, you know, I feel like we want to emphasize that it is a great to go in person. But if you can't, you know, Nala is still going to offer the virtual component, which I don't think they'll ever stop. And honestly, you know, I always try to look for the positives from the pandemic you know, I had to have the first virtual <laughs> conference when I was president of NALA. But, you know, we had the biggest turnout ever. And, you know, so you think about it and you're bummed because you can't see your friends in person and whatever. But then I sat there and thought, but look at this exposure that people that could never come for whatever reason before, you know, it could have been finances. It could have been time off. It could have been, I mean, who knows what and who cares what the reason was. It's just now they could. I love that. I mean, we literally were almost at a thousand. I mean, you know, where we were getting half that, setting records half that in person. And so in my eyes, I just was like, hey, that's their goal. And so that we're exposing more paralegals to education to further their career and to, you know, propel the profession, which I think is all of our goals. Yeah. And I am going to be speaking in the CP review. They do a CP review kind of track every year. I know you're familiar with it. I've taught civil litigation and torts in prior conferences, and they asked me to do ethics and American legal system this year, which of course is, you know, ethics is in all of us, no matter what type of law you're in. So I'm looking forward to doing a couple new topics in the CP exam. And speaking of CP exam. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's very yeah. new. <laughs> They're going to make some changes to the exam starting in January, you know, 2024. And I just went on the website because they're not like, you know, you're not going to get like, it's not going to have a list, so to speak, for those who are interested in taking the exam. It's not going to be a list of like, okay, this is what's changed. It's more of, it's more of the basis of why it changed. And for those of you who don't know, which obviously I didn't know this until I was heavily involved in NALA, but, you know, NALA conducts that job analysis approximately every five to seven years. And you've probably even seen it come across your desk because whether you're a member of NALA or you're not, they want to just get it to paralegals, pass it on to have as much data that they can collect. And, you know, they do that to identify and validate the knowledge and the skills measured by the certified paralegal exam. They want to make sure that the results of the job analysis study, that they it serves as a basis for the specifications of the exam. And so in May 2022, they did, it's called the NALA Job Analysis Task Force and the certifying board. They got together, conducted the survey in 2022. Um, and this, like I said, it examines the duties, the responsibilities of paralegals in the workplace. And Obviously, their two goals are to validate and update the certified paralegal exam content to ensure that NALA has the current information about the roles and responsibilities of paralegals. And honestly, I think that's awesome because taking the test, for those of you who have taken the test, I mean, I had a four-year degree, basically. I have a bachelor's degree in criminal justice, concentration, legal studies, and I learned tons of stuff, obviously, to be a paralegal. But when I went on to take the exam, I learned other things. Right. And 
I mean, you know, other things that I'm like, oh, okay. I think that's why is because it's going to change more than your textbook and probably at a faster rate than your textbook or, you know, that your teachers are teaching you. Because again, this is hands-on people in the field. And so that's why this test, I love that it's going to keep up to date. If you're a paralegal that's up, you know, you're at your law office working and you're out, you know what's going on. And then you want to take this test. That also makes you feel like, okay, I'm going to be tested on stuff that's going on now, not stuff that was popular and at the forefront 10 years ago. And it's going to be beneficial to you. Anyway, it's going to change. Go on the website, same thing, nala.org, N-A-L-A.org, and check it out. They have a list. They have a little kind of press release, so to speak basically summing up what I just kind of talked about, but, you know, look at the outline. It's still going to be offered electronically. You know, you're still going to do the skills exam. Everything's going to be, you know, offered basically the same it was. So to be the most accessible, but check it out. And if you want to take it, please check it out and, you know, get on board because it's just something else to, you know, put in your, on your resume, a feather in your cap when you're trying to, you know, get a job that might be the one thing that makes you stand out. Who knows? But to me, forever education, which I know Tony is the same thing. I don't really care if I feel like I'm going to use it or not. Why not? Just use it. Just do it. (laughs) (laughs) It's yours. (laughs) Put some letters behind your name. (laughs) Right, right, right. So, okay, we got to take another quick break to thank our sponsors. And we'll be back right back to wrap up and talk about some things in 2024 that we think is going to be at issue in the paralegal profession. Delegate out those tasks that take up your time. Staffy can help you with your legal, administrative, marketing, and even client-facing workload. Hiring Staffy's top-notch bilingual virtual staff means Staffy does the recruiting, hiring, and training for you. Then, if you need a change, Staffy handles it. You get to concentrate on your strategic work. Schedule a free consultation at staffy.cc. That's S-T-A-F-I dot C-C. And get $500 off with code HAPPY24. Hey, Guy, what's up? Just having some lunch, Conrad. Hey, Guy, do you see that billboard out there? Oh, you mean that guy out there in the gray suit? Yeah, the gray suit guy. Order up. There's uh, all those beautiful, rich, leather-bound books in the background. That is exactly the one. That's J.D. McGuffin at Law. He'll fight for you! I bet you he has got so many years of experience. Like decades and decades. And I bet, Guy, I bet he even went... To a law school. Are you a lawyer? Do you suffer from dull marketing and a lack of positioning in a crowded legal marketplace? Sit down with Guy and Conrad for Lunch Hour Legal Marketing on the Legal Talk Network, available wherever podcasts are found. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. Tony and I were just talking about the changes that are going to come about in the NALA CP exam. And then one other last thing that Tony and I know both feel like is important is about leadership and, you know, being when you're a paralegal, even if you don't plan on, you know, being technically a leader of an association or whatever, it's great to possess, you know, some of those skills. And NALA has come out with a new program. It's called LEAD, which stands for Leadership, Exploration, and Development. And they actually did a beta test um, last year into early this year. And I was a part of that group. And I was pleasantly surprised. They had an outside firm that was experienced in leadership, training executives, you know, things like that. And I thought, how are they going to really tie in the paralegal, you know, really understand the paralegal and the paralegal leadership and also NALA, because that's part of it. If you 
want to get into NALA leadership, it also had a port, you know, some modulars on that, you know, to teach you. And honestly, they really, really did their homework. NALA fed them a lot of their information, a lot of their processes, a lot of their history. And so I was very, very pleasantly surprised with the program. And I think that even at myself, that's been, what am I, 27 years as a paralegal and involved with NILA leadership and leadership period since, well, before I was pregnant. So, I mean, 2000, maybe. (laughs) So, so, you know, 23 years in leadership and I still learned things from that program. So I think if paralegals are on here and they're listening and they want to get some leadership, you know, information, some brush up, and no matter where you're at in that, like if you think, well, I've been there, done that, I think you're still going to learn something. If you're brand new, you're going to probably learn a lot, but definitely check it out. They're taking classes. It lasts for, I think, six months. I mean, it's not a five-minute commitment. It's very reasonably priced. They mostly just put a price tag on it to just kind of validate the commitment part, the responsibility, because it's a lot of work that goes into the preparation and the teachings. It's not like it's an on-demand thing. It's live interaction. If you definitely want some leadership training, it's a good place to start. And of course, that's on their website too. We just wanted to explore, you know, conference, CP exam, and leadership program. Those are a lot of neat things that if you're a paralegal looking to, you know, expand your career in any type of way, little, big, you know, whatever, check to Nala for it. They're one of our sponsors of the show since day one. And so, you know, we know they know their stuff. And like Tony said, they really care about you and your career and paralegals. So check them out. That's definitely something new for me, being in a leadership position as a manager here. Anything I can do to make myself better, I will. I think it's going to be good for anyone taking that course. Burnout is a real thing, you know, and a lot of people are leaving the profession to join alternate careers. So like legal staffing, professional development and training. A lot of these things are transferable skills that paralegals can get into because you have the skill set <laughs> to do it. And if you're taking these courses, you can pretty much work anywhere that you want to go. So, you know, take advantage of these opportunities that you have. And I'm glad you say that. And when you're talking about burnout, so I always had attorneys, younger attorneys ask me. How do you do it? How do, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. How do you do it year after year? Why, why are you so excited? Why are you so happy? Why? Well, part of it, I'm just crazy. Let's just let's just get that on the table. <laughs> but second of all, I honestly, and this is just my personal opinion, you may have another motivation, but it was for me, how I kept at it is staying involved in professional associations and learning new things. Because even if your job remains the same, that doesn't mean that you can't learn new things because who knows what tomorrow brings and who knows what opportunity is going to be put in front of you. This past year, I had a job opportunity fall in my lap. I love where I work. I love what I do. I had no desire, but I did it to see if I could do it. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry if that employer is listening. I did not take you on a wild goose chase. I might have accepted the position, but it would have taken a lot and not just money. I mean, at this point for me, and I'm sure you're in the same thing, it's not just money. Like the biggest thing for me now is respect and reputation that I have developed where when attorneys ask me to do something, they know I'm going to do it. They trust me. They know I'm at that level. I have freedom because of that. And I've worked hard for it. And so it's not just 
you know, paycheck. I mean, that's part of it, obviously, because that's why we're working. But, you know, there's more to it. But burnout is real. And I think that it's on both sides. I wanted to mention this, that I think employers, and you know better than I, because you're in the management, I think employers are finally realizing that they have got to take a look at what to do to keep their good employees. And just this year, we had a new leadership at our firm. They do like a, you know, you can only serve as like the head person, uh, the head partner, you know, for 10 years or whatever. So we had something new. He he did a survey, a couple of surveys on, you know, just everything about the firm. And then also about, you know, your position, you know, your career, professional. And one of the things that I assume came out of it, they just offered and are acknowledging senior paralegals. So they gave us a new title. They gave us a additional bonus. There is criteria, you know, so many years worked, consistent, excellent evaluations, mentoring, training, the go-to person, you know, it's not, it's not just one thing. And I was so flattered and impressed by it because honestly, when, when asked, there wasn't any room for advancement, really. You're a paralegal. You're a good paralegal. You get raises every year. Okay. <laughs> and that's fine. But I also think, and I and I think you'll agree with me, is the paralegal profession is sometimes one that you have to change jobs to get advancement or to get more money. Because then you have something under your belt and you can go to that other employer and you can say, hey, I have 15 years experience. What are you going to pay me? And then you're going to get more. But what if you like what you're doing and where you're at? That's a dilemma. I want to be loyal, but I also think I deserve more. You know, <laughs> I'm laughing because of the truth in it, because I mean, it's real. It's real. It's very real. Like I'm the manager at my firm, right? There's no senior. There's no, you're paralegal. So I think what they did is great. Giving you the senior title, title bonuses. That's great. I mean, I think a lot of firms and this firm in New York, I can't recall the name of the firm, but what they're doing is they invested in a building down in New York and they expanded their hybrid uh, opportunities for everyone, really, meaning that they understand that to retain good talent, yep. <laughs> let's yeah. just call it talent, that's yeah. what they are, human capital, people want, the pandemic changed a lot of things. When people work from home and they realize the quality of life that they could have and whether it be with their family, their kids, the dog, the cat, whatever. whatever, whatever it is, you know, they like that opportunity. And when they're looking for other opportunities, they want to be able to have the same thing that they have, if not better. And, you know, a lot of firms are brick and mortar again, but the ones that aren't, I mean, and paying their attorneys a higher wage on top of it, I mean, the competition is real. <laughs> competition is real. So yeah, upgrade your skills. What I like to do is, it's funny, I listen to CLEs or podcasts or other things. And I bring that back to the paralegals that are on my team. And then I train them on what I learned, right? I really I can't emphasize this enough. I want you to leave better than you came, right? So I want that skill set. If you need discovery skills, Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. You know, I have a video on it. It's important to upgrade your skills. Keep yourself educated. Being a lifelong 
learner, yep. really. So it's something that's very important. So let's, you know, continue to do that. And if you have alternative career choices, you do. You really do have some alternative career choices. You don't have to stay where you are. Your loyalty is not the same as their loyalty, you know, <laughs> to you. Sadly. So, yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but it's true. I had a, a San Diego. I just did a DEI conference, D-E-I-N-B conference, and one of the uh, retired judges said, they're not loyal to you, the firms. They're not loyal to you. You move, you go, they'll replace you. Don't think that the loyalty goes both ways. <laughs> it doesn't always do that. Right. So, but yeah, you have choices, you have options, you know. We're kind of the most underappreciated people in the firm, even though we're making the money for the firm as well, like the attorneys. So it's nice to be appreciated. And I think what they did at your firm is, is fantastic. I mean, just putting a title on somebody can really boost everything, you know, and being competent and on top of it, it's branding yourself, you know, like people know if they see Jill Francisco on it, it's going to be done. <laughs> they don't have to worry about it. They go on about their day. You know, same with Tony Sepp. I hope. <laughs> no, I'm for sure. For sure. <laughs> so. Well, and honestly, just between, and I sh I'm sure you'll agree. To me, like you said, the title is great. The little bonus, the extra bonus is great because, you know, obviously, like I said, we, we are working for money, but it's almost too just as important to me to know that they, A, cared to do the survey and ask us what we thought. And then B, actually took some action. Didn't just take all the information and be like, okay, put it in their back pocket and go on. And like I said, I definitely do think, just to repeat a little bit what you said to tell our listeners, this is really important. Two things, you know, A, I think your employers want to keep good employees because I think they do realize it is hard to get good employees in these days. And then though for two, on the flip side, you don't have to stay where you are. Even if you're happy, you don't have to stay where you are. Explore, just like I said earlier, I explored that just to see. I, I went through the resume, you know, I went through the interview, I went through all that, you know, and I actually had to think about what are my skills, you know, what skills have I gotten since college? You know, I mean, it was a good exercise. And so don't feel like that you can't explore, even if you don't take it, who cares? You know, you, you can explore because paralegals are valuable, the skill set is so transferable. Like I said, I was going to be in claims. I mean, that's a huge risk management, risk assessment for claims, for insurance companies. That's a big area now for paralegals because a lot of it's the same as what we do. I mean, just because we're, you know, organized and detail oriented and managers and, you know, collaborative, I mean, all these skills that we have, they're so good. And like you said, underappreciated, you know, maybe not at the forefront, they don't know it, but we're gonna we're gonna tell them about it. <laughs> Tony and I are gonna get the word out. But Let's we're, get we're it out. yeah, we're here for you. We're here for you. But yeah, like Tony said, forever learner. You know, always upgrading your skills. I don't think you can go wrong. I don't think you can no, go wrong. You can. And employment laws. I've been doing some research because I want to do a whole program on new laws in oh, 2024. Yeah. Awesome. And employment law is taking off. It's it's major. Instead of getting three days, this might just be for California. They're going to give you up to five days, that, that sick time. So there's a lot more going on. So stay abreast with the new laws for your firm because sometimes, you know, the attorneys don't know that. And you telling them that and telling the firm that is going to be something that boosts you up. You know, and like, oh my gosh, this person's really on top of it. So yeah, just 
stay educated, <laughs> keep learning, keep increasing your skill set. You're an asset, whether they know it or not. But trust me, these attorneys can't do it by themselves. That's right. And we want 2024 to be good for all paralegals and, you know, better than better than the last. Like you said, leave it better, you know, leave it better than you came. Well, let's have a better year. You know, even if you had a good year this year, you can always (laughs) have some, you know, there's always room for some improvement, some advancement, some new things. So, you know, you know, our listeners, you know, paralegals, we hope that we, you know, have topics that are of interest to you. Please reach out to us. If you have any ideas, you want different topics, Tony and I, like I said, we're on each side of the country. So we try to, you know, use our feelers out there and get what's of interest, but it's all for you. We do on all for the paralegals. We want paralegals to be the best that they can. And like you said, just, just have 2024 be a good year and we'll be back to see you in January. I totally feel blessed this year, just being on this program, being on the podcast and Everything that I'm able to contribute, Jill and I, I love it. I really am an advocate for my community. I'm an advocate for paralegals and people, really. just I want to just uplift people and put them in a situation where they can thrive. So to that extent, yeah, I feel totally blessed being able to be able to do this for a large audience and I'm getting more audience yes! <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Even my paralegals at my job are listening and I'm not pushing them. It's really fun. I work with a great crew. You, Jill, obviously, Evan, in the background, nobody knows, but awesome people to work with. And I'm very thankful. So thank you. Yes, I I, I am so happy and I feel the same as Tony and And I'm so happy to have Tony too. It's been super fun. And like I said, I think that we have a lot of, you know, same ideas, but also different. And that's what we're about too, is making sure that we're covering all bases. We want all to be included. We want you to all have the opportunities and we will keep digging and bringing that stuff to the forefront to do our little part in making sure that happens. So anyway, happy new year and we'll see you in 2024. Bye all.